It is Matt Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show. And uh, thank you, Central National Bank, for what you do. Fee Mulkey, you hear uh, Felicia Mulkey on uh, with uh, John Morris a lot. And John Morris and I both love going to those acro and tumbling. Uh, and I have been in touch with uh, Coach Mulkey over the years. It's just such a incredible sport that she presides over. But, um, Fee, I was excited to get to visit with you today. Uh, and uh, that's uh, uh, John usually covers that sport, and he does it really well. But what a what a uh, it's fun to have you, and what a what a special day it is that we're uh, we're celebrating. Yes, thank you so much for having me on. And I agree, this is uh, it's a pretty big day. The fiftieth anniversary of Title Nine, and uh, in fact, I'm going to be watching tonight on the Longhorn Channel. I usually try not to watch that channel, but it's going to be <laughs> something about uh, Jody Conrad, a Baylor grad, by the way. Coach, I think we lost Matt. We will get oh, him yep. back in just a second. Okay. If you would, though, talk a little bit about about Title Nine and and how it's affected your sport in particular, as far as giving so many extra opportunities to the athletes that compete in acro and tumbling. Yeah, I am so grateful every day, but especially today. I mean, the the movement and all of those that did all of the work, you know, 50 years ago and before that, I mean, it actually happened 50 years ago, but they worked for years and years um, to get Title IX uh, passed. And I think it was 37 words is actually what changed the course of history um, in Title IX. And, and what it you know, our sport is created specifically to meet interests and abilities of young women um, that were not there before. So here we are, you know, 50 years later, and we started the sport 12, 13 years ago. So 40 years after Title IX was invented, not only are we increasing opportunities in sports that already existed, you know, with volleyball and soccer and, and basketball, et cetera, um, but we're creating new opportunities that did not exist before. And that's all due to the women um, that worked on that. So I'm basically standing on their shoulders and I hope that I can do work during my lifetime so that the next generation can stand on ours and, and take it even farther. All right. I, you, I dropped out for a second. I, I was like, wait, what did I say something to uh, coach Mulkey didn't like? <laughs> and then I and suddenly, suddenly I, I realized that I had dropped out, but I'm, I'm back with you now. It is uh, fee Mulkey on with us Baylor acro and tumbling coach she just keeps winning these national titles and i heard you talking there about standing on the shoulders of other women and 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 what's being done and i don't know where i cut out with you but i i i just it's it's amazing i'm wondering who as you were growing up and and when you were a little girl and it wasn't that long ago uh it, you know who were who were the women that you were looking up to i mean when i think about uh, trailblazers i even think about uh, Nancy Lieberman in basketball, Cheryl Miller, you know, some of the women's basketball that I just remember thinking, man, that's cool. And I think you'd have to go back to, oh man, maybe the 1970s with some of those players that I'm mentioning, but it, it was, there was just no hope of like playing in a pro league. And it's really cool now that somebody can come to Baylor and be great at basketball and have a chance to go play in pros in the pros. And I, we need to keep making advancements. I'm just curious from, from you, coach Mulkey, who did you really look up to and, and, and who grabs your attention when you were uh, an athlete, uh, you know, trying to find your way? You know, I was started out as a gymnast um, and ended up in cheerleading because gymnastics is really 
it's really expensive. And cheerleading is now back when I was younger. I won't date myself too much, but it wasn't that expensive. But my family didn't, you know, couldn't keep me in gymnastics the way that you needed to to go to that next level. But the person that I think about is Mary Lou Retton um, mm. because that was I'm from a tiny little town in Georgia. And didn't get to see, I guess, a lot. Didn't do a lot of traveling. But what, what's the one thing we all saw in 1984 in the Olympics when, you know, when they were here in the United States? And it was Mary Lou Retton. And she, and ironically, I was able to coach her daughter for a couple of years who went and graduated here from Baylor, her oldest daughter, Shayla. And she continues to be an inspiration. And she is supportive, you know. Uh, my sport is not exactly collegiate gymnastics, nor did we want it to be. We wanted to create new opportunities. And Mary Lou, it supports us to this day and supports the sport and our movement. But anytime I think about, you know, it's kind of like if, if you can see it, you can be it. And, um, you know, we all watched her take over the world. So, we, you know, we did it maybe in a little bit different way, but, but we kind of followed in her footsteps and trying to make an impact. And our sport's not in the Olympics. There's no major league of it. Um, mm-hmm. I think that a little bit of that is the beauty of it right now. You know, there won't be <laughs> a major league of it while, probably in my lifetime. Um, but right now the beauty of our sport is these women really are doing it for the love of the sport and they are really taking advantage of these opportunities. I always joke with John and say, you know, the entitlement hasn't really hit our sport yet. It's really just all gratitude (laughs) and hopefully I'll retire (laughs) before the entitlement hits acrobatics and tumbling. Are you saying that you're you're not uh, looking in the transfer portal every day and and maybe (laughs) you're not dealing quite as much with NIL as some of these other sports? Oh, man, you know, the transfer portal exists for us and NIL exists for us, but it is definitely at a different level and a different pressure. And I, I think of our other sports at Baylor all the time, and I'm uh, I'm grateful to be where I am. I definitely don't feel the pressures that they're feeling right now. It is. Uh, it's amazing to think of, of the opportunities and how much it's grown. There still needs to be a lot done. I, I remember the NCAA women's tournament. I think it was in San Antonio. And it was, you know, the NCAA ended up looking ridiculous because they didn't have any kind of weight equipment, anything close to the men. So, you know, do you, do you feel like sometimes, um, Fee, that it's it's kind of like a, a, a couple of steps forward and then a couple of steps back? I think it's a reminder that over these last 50 years, while there's been progress, it's not like some straight line. It's like a lot of other things in society. It's it's. It's steady progress and then a couple of steps back every once in a while. And and that's why I think it's important that everybody, you know, keep and by the way, for men, it's important for men to also get involved and support women and and, and honestly, it shouldn't take having a daughter to make you do that. For some of us uh, Cretans, maybe it does. I've got a fourteen year old, <laughs> she's way into cheerleading. Uh, and, uh, and she's dance, she's a, she's a dancer in a dance company in the Dallas Fort Worth area. So sometimes it takes that, but it it is, it's, it's, I guess what I'm saying is it's, it's not that straight line, is it? Where it's like, okay, this year we've made these huge advancements. It, it's just been steady work. And I I think back to the great ones like Billie Jean King and others Mm -hmm. and the sacrifices folks made at that level, it's it, people are still doing important work, but boy, back then there was nobody really helping them that much. Absolutely. They're the pioneers for sure. And I do agree with you. It's not a straight line. I'm pretty optimistic about things and want to believe that when things are, um, when things happen, it happen and, and they're brought to our attention 
that it's an opportunity for awareness. And then with awareness comes change. So, you know, I, I would like to believe that they're not things, you know, purposely being done to hold women back. I don't want to believe that. What I want to believe is the world's changing and we're continuing to evolve. And every time we have the opportunity to talk about it, even the, in, the thing with uh, the, in, the women's tournament in San Antonio, um, that was that that brought awareness to a lot of people that was, you know, that were not already aware of what's going on and, and this constant kind of not kind of struggle. And we, we've come a long way. We have a long way to go. One of the fun things I like to do with my team is go, when did you know? And, uh, and they'll say, when did we know what, when did you know you wanted to be an acrobatics and tumbling athlete? And I say this because we take it for granted that basketball and, and baseball and softball and soccer, all those sports are around and they're athletes that know from the time they can walk that this is what they're going to do. Some of my athletes, our sport is so new. They don't know yeah. about it until they're in the 10th grade in high school. They don't know about it until they're in the 11th grade. So when I'm coaching and I say, when did you know? And they say, oh, coach, I knew as soon as I could walk, this is what I wanted to do. <laughs> I might retire then. But, you know, just <laughs> we just have so far to go. But I think people take for granted that these opportunities were always there. And I try to teach my team these, you know, these opportunities for you were not here 13 years ago. And I think even, you know, all of those traditional sports, I think it's, it's important for all of us to constantly be aware and just be reminded these opportunities weren't always here. And, and someone fought for this, for us to be here and someone fought for these opportunities. So I just try to keep it positive and optimistic and then, you know, try to educate as much as I can. Yeah, I mean, the Baylor didn't have an equestrian team for many, many years, and then suddenly they do, you know, and they're, they're one of the greatest equestrian teams in the country, and, and that's a really interesting perspective that uh, you're sharing. I'm curious, when you are, are out recruiting and looking at what you're trying to build, do you find yourself looking more uh, at cheerleading backgrounds or gymnastics, or is it is it does it really kind of need to be a combination? Because I I am uh, I I see some of the cheerleaders are incredible at uh, at tumbling. Some of them go try out for cheerleading and have no tumbling background, so they have to have strength in other areas. I I guess the one thing you would say about acro and tumbling, you can't you can't. There's no way you can do it without a tumbling background. But I'm just kind of curious. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, well, that that is. Thank you for asking that. That's such a great question. There, actually, my team is pretty much right down the middle. Fifty percent artistic gymnastics background, and some acrobatic gymnastics, some power tumblings. There's different dis- disciplines, and then fifty percent cheerleading background. And a lot of times, what we found is cheerleaders. I mean, they're gymnasts. They tumble, and and, and I mean, if you think about the athletic aspects of cheerleading, it's tumbling and acrobatics. But um, it's about 50-50. So when I go out and recruit, and there's actually probably about four athletes on my team who I will never ask to do a flip. That's how strong they are. So there are people in acrobatics and tumbling that you may not, you, they may not ever do a tumbling pass. And um, I had, I think, one of our All-Americans this year. Yes, for two years, freshman All-American. And then with an All-American this year, does not tumble. So the beauty, I think, one of the beauty, I, I love our sport, I'm a little biased, but the beauty of it is, you know, you can come in and specialize and you can come in and do, you know, just one one piece of it. You can be an outstanding tumbler. You can be an outstanding base. We have a little top on our team right now. Her name is Jordan Grendler. She's a freshman or, or just finished her freshman year and she's an acrobatic gymnast. And if you saw any of our meets this year, she's the one standing on one arm. She does not tumble. So I go out, when I go out and look, um, it's kind of what position I want to fill. So 
if I were recruiting for basketball, do I need a point guard? You know, do, if I'm recruiting for football, do I need a quarterback? Do I need this? Do I need a running back? So I'm also looking for different positions too. And those different positions come from different backgrounds within um, gymnastics. And there's all different disciplines of gymnastics. And then also potentially from competitive cheer. So I love what for me right now going out and recruiting, and this will change one day as well. But when I get to go out and recruit or I do an educational session at a gym where I'm talking to parents and coaches and athletes about these opportunities that are out there, the most fun for me is watching their eyes light up. Because even some of these gymnasts, they think their competition career is over when they graduate from high school and they're done with club gymnastics. These cheerleaders think, you know, they're they're competition careers over and when I come in and talk about the opportunities that this sport offers they their eyes go oh my goodness I can do this I can continue and not only can I continue to do this I can continue to do it at a high level with Baylor Bear you know Baylor on my back (laughs) so we it is really cool to be able to just not only coach all of these young women but introduce it to so many young women that don't even come to Baylor so when we go out and talk and educate um, we can only take, you know, 10 or 12 athletes a year. I talk to over we have 200, you know, each year. And we just try to, very collaborative organization, we try to help them go somewhere and find their fit in college. Because while I think, I think Baylor is the best place to be, not everybody can be here. So we try to send them off to other schools where they can go and we can compete with them and they can continue through their college career. Fee Mulkey joining us, acro and tumbling uh, head coach. I love that other places are trying to, put plans together to knock off Baylor at all times. I mean, that's I become like a, <laughs> a thing around the country. How can we put a squad? And so that, I mean, you have a huge target, but I, I would think that's a, uh, that's a great source of pride. Let me ask you this, by the way, who's the great, uh, who would you say are like the biggest pioneers or the biggest pioneer for you in this sport and by the way you can name yourself if you (laughs) in that because uh certainly you are someone that a lot of people look to now but who who are you able to to learn the most from along the way well i was part of the group that created it so there were six schools that started the sport um when we all got together to and we realized this opportunity and there was a group of college administrators and college coaches. And I was at the University of Oregon at at the time. And my administrator was Renee Baumgartner. She's now the athletic director at Santa Clara. Uh, Baylor University uh, was one of the first schools. Nancy Post was very instrumental in getting this started. She's on our Baylor staff now. Um, Quinnipiac University, Marianne Powers is their coach there, and she was part of it. And then uh, Azusa Pacific in Southern California and Fairmont State in West Virginia. The coaches from all of our schools got together, and we created it. We're the only sport in history that is has was created for women by women. We do not have a male counterpart, if you think about it. Every other NCAA sport has a male counterpart. We do not have a male counterpart. Um, and we're the only sport since football that was created at the collegiate level and that has trickled down to the youth level. So even though we are recruiting from all these different skill sets, there's actually – acrobatics and tumbling, youth acrobatics and tumbling programs and gyms popping up all across the country because of this wild idea we had, you know, 13 years ago. So um, you, don't very, you don't very often get the opportunity to start something from scratch and, and then get to live it out. So I feel pretty blessed. Yeah, I would say so. And and you have uh, you're over the best program in the country. Thirteen years. I mean, that is uh, that's really something. 
in the whole scope of thinking about this 50-year anniversary. So it's, uh, that's, a, that's really neat. Love visiting with you. I, as you were uh, talking about Fairmont State, I was like, wait, I, I remember somebody from Fairmont State, and there's a player on the men's basketball team right now that, that transferred yes. in, Dell Bonner <laughs> from Fairmont State. And I was like, wait, I know somebody from there. But uh, it, is, it is kind of interesting to see the schools that, that, that started this, and then they've continued, obviously, to be really good at it. And I guess if y'all came up with the sport, you better be good at it. And I'm glad yeah. Baylor. <laughs> I'm glad Baylor looked to Oregon and said, "Hey, we need to go get the best." And uh, it's been a uh, it's been a tremendous run. And uh, I I just hope it uh, I hope it keeps going. Well, it's a really cool day, and uh, I've enjoyed reading some things. And I'm going to watch something tonight, and because uh, Jody Conrad and that whole thing kind of interests me. Uh, and uh, by the way, Jody went to Baylor. She's a Baylor graduate, uh, so that's always kind of cool. But uh, thank you for taking the time. I was uh, I was down there covering uh, Mitch Thompson, the new baseball head coach, and I said to one of my buddies, uh, Kevin Gall, I said, "Who would be the best person?" Uh, you know, to talk about this 50th anniversary. And I want you to say he immediately said your name. Uh, so I, I thought uh, I, would, I wanted to pass along. Uh, he was the one who, who, uh, who recommended you uh, immediately. So I'll give him some props for that. Well, thank you, Kevin. And thank you for having me on and just bringing awareness to the anniversary of Title IX and to our sport. It's truly appreciated. So thank you so much for having me. You bet. Can't wait to see you guys when we get going again. And uh, there she goes, Fee Mulkey, uh, the uh, coach of the – oh, they just keep winning national titles. And so I need to make sure I'm, I'm up to date on how many they have now. But it's been an incredible run for Baylor, Acro, and Tumbling. And if you're like me and you have a kid who does a lot of tumbling and cheerleading and all that, it's just really, really neat to see that opportunity for young women as we celebrate 50 years of uh, of of Title IX.